0: This is number three from our ongoing semi episodic series blueprint. Title for this Sunday is Storefront. Storefront is one word S T O R E F R O N T. Storefront, the front of a store. Now, I'm going to start by saying that each installment of this Blueprint series is intended to be self-contained. Okay? However, however, if you have listened to our Church and Science uh, series, or as we progress farther into this series, other installments from within this series earlier, uh, you will hopefully enjoy some additional layers of meaning, as many of these earlier ideas and concepts will reappear, maybe in sometimes uh, perhaps unexpected context. Uh, But prior familiarity with uh, earlier sermons are absolutely not required. I also want to mention that this installment was, in part, inspired by an insight made by Gia during a conversation that we had after church, after the sermon last Sunday. I say, in part, to mean that if you find value in this sermon, you have Gia to thank, and if not, you have me to blame. Storefront storefront. We just finished up Commandment 9, Do Not Bear False Witness, in Pastor Woods' Ten Commandments series. And, I don't know if you've heard about this, Webster's Dictionary have you heard about this? Webster's Dictionary just a couple weeks ago announced their word of the year. They do that. like uh, I don't know how much fanfare there is involved with that, but I guess it's kind of a big deal. It makes the news cycle. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. You check this out. They report that lookups, like online lookups, for the word gaslighting so far this year has increased by 1,740% over last year, 2021. So I think that this storefront installment should very fit very nicely into this particular time and place, but obviously you'll be the judge of that. Of course, we're using storefront as a metaphor. Now, we all know what a storefront is, and one's immediate reaction, I'm not sure because I can't read minds, but I would think that one's immediate reaction, mine might be if I were in your place, uh, that a storefront represents an outward-facing appearance, which is true. Storefront does represent an outward-facing appearance, but this might lead one to wrongly anticipate that what's going to follow is in one of those, in the vein of one of those uh, don't trust the book by its cover type of sermon, sermons or lectures or whatever, and it is absolutely not. We're using the metaphor in a very particular way. And uh, just so we're clear, we're going to spend a few moments talking about the metaphor itself. In fact, we're going to spend maybe even more time clarifying the meaning of the metaphor because it is, I think, very important for everything else to fall into place. About as much time, maybe even more, with clarification that we are actually applying the metaphor. So, let us start with a quote. And now, i, 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 I got I to say this. I anticipate uh, that as Damon and Gia are enjoying their vacation, they will most certainly be listening to this sermon this afternoon once it gets published to iTunes and our church website. I mean, who can blame them? Uh, So I'm not going to do something crazy like a quote from H.L. Mencken or Alexander Shulgin. Instead, uh, enjoy this quote by Ronnie James Dio. The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. Storefront. In the most direct meaning, a storefront is the deliberately outward Outwardly visible aspect of some place of commerce or perhaps some organization, yes. Uh, We may, This, by the way, to help, use other terms in place of the word storefront that mostly capture the essence of the metaphor. Things like a pitch, like a sales pitch, or a slogan, or even a brand. In our present metaphorical sense, all things can be thought to possess a storefront. And we include, for our purposes today, particularly individuals, institutions, be they government or private, organizations, philosophical and political movements, and even cults. In a simple sense, we might merely say that a storefront serves as the outward f- uh, appearance of something. Yes, it's the second time I've said that, this is very true. The metaphor means quite a bit more. It is a construct, a storefront, whose purpose is to entice and allure. The goal of the storefront is to entice passers-by to enter inside, just like a pitch, a sales pitch, a slogan, or a brand is to entice or allure commerce. Literally, we think of a storefront in the context of commerce and consumerism, a place showcasing wares or the likeness of wares possessing material magnetism. A storefront is not just any outward appearance. It is a particular appearance crafted, once again, to appeal and allure and, importantly, this appeal is generated through idealizations. Said another way, they appeal to some consumer ideology, prestige, affluence, status, like we might find in a jewelry or clothing store, or even an auto dealer's showroom. Now, okay, a pitch, like a sales pitch, a slogan or brand may certainly be more abstract or it may be a more like philosophical idea. The same basic principle applies to non-consumer storefronts. So the storefront for, say, a political movement or institution, instead of appealing to consumer idealism, uh, will attempt to allure through perhaps civic, humanistic, or even factional or militant ideology. Okay, that's the clarification. Onward. I had recently heard on a podcast that uh, during his first presidential run, Grover Cleveland was caught in a personal scandal. It turned actually, uh, I'm not a historical expert, but it was actually a culmination of a long running drama in uh, Grover Cleveland's early political career. In any case, Cleveland is reported to have told his people as they interacted with the media to be completely honest. And the host responded with something like, I'm just paraphrasing, uh, not at all what we would expect from a politician in 2022. Now, in a couple minutes, I'm gonna challenge you with a little exercise, okay? Uh, So everybody just stay focused here. Uh, But before this challenge, as a brief interlude, Just for a little fun, I'm going to offer some examples of slogans. Some of these you will recognize, some of them probably not. I got five of them. Okay, ready? Some slogans. Okay. First one. It's the real thing. Pretty pretty lofty, is it not? Pretty lofty, of course, that's Coca-Cola. We all know that one, right? Okay. See if you know this one. My honor is loyalty. Wow, it's very very regal or princely kind of, right? Is it not? This is the slogan of the Waffen-SS in Nazi Germany. Here's another one. Have it your way. Oh, that's what a great deal. I would like to have things my way. That's Burger King. <laughs> uh, here's one. I know you're going to get this one, too. <clears throat> Snap, we got this, we got two more, including what I'm about ready to read. Snap, crackle, pop. Hey, okay. Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Now, I'll mention this is something as an aside that for a breakfast cereal, you know, in a bowl of milk, especially for kids, that's a very effective slogan, I think. For something like a chiropractic practice, maybe not so much. Last one. See if you can do I don't know how, how people's uh, Latin, Spanish is here. El duce ha siempre ragione. <laughs> Basically, it translates to Benito Mussolini is always right. So that's comforting to know, right? It's good to know that he's always right. Okay. Here's a challenge. Now, I I should say that I don't want to be, like, negative. It's just an exercise, okay? You don't have to play with if you don't want. If you would, reflect back on one or two episodes of disappointment you experienced at some point in the past. Okay. I can pretty much guarantee you that no less than 90% of the time I can't think of a counterexample in my own life, but I'm not all-knowing. At least 90% of the time, the situation that happened to you can be cast as one where the storefront of some individual or institution did not match the wares inside. Or said another way, the wares or the product or the result you actually received did not live up to the pitch. They didn't match. This metaphor underpins God's revelation in a very specific and completely unambiguous way. The most well known, most prominent, most telling, impactful passages in the Bible speak to this metaphor, although they don't use the word storefront that I know of. So, know that let your yes be yes and your no be no. Damon just mentioned that one. This is uh, Matthew chapter 5. But let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. The metaphor of the lamp on the lampstand. This is also from Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Then, of course, but probably much more direct, just bearing good fruit. This is also from the book of Matthew. Matthew, uh, this is chapter 7. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And we hear this again in Luke chapter six: uh, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. You see the pattern? Second Corinthians, Paul's second letter, epistle to the Corinthians, the church in Corinth. I want to contrast. Oh, this is uh, excuse me, chapter eleven. I want to contradict the claims of the people who want to be treated like they are the same as us because of what they brag about. Such people are false false apostles and dishonest workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It is no great surprise then, that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. You will find, by the way, that even with the prophets in the Old Testament, you see the same pattern, the relationship, uh, establishing a relationship with God, and then the work that they do. This is my last slide. This is it. I didn't time myself. This is clear. Our storefront is to be the most high, I am Jesus Christ, God Almighty. I would say clear, but not necessarily easy. My question, as individuals or as a congregation or as a group of people, when people step inside, what do they find behind the storefront Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for the change in seasons and the flourish of creation the wonder of nature and the wonder of your creation beyond our full understanding and just wonderful and amazing. Thank you for bringing us together. Be with Damon and Gia. Give them some enjoyment, rest, fun. Thank you for this church, the Church on Melrose. Thank you for the loyal congregation. See the same people here pretty much every week. Give us health, give us protection. As we leave this place, give us peace, guide our thoughts and actions and words. Pray in the name of your sacrifice, your redemption at Calvary, Jesus Christ, amen.